The Dental Brief is brought to you by Omni Premier Marketing and the amazing guests who bring wisdom and advice that you can put to use to take your business and practices to the next level. Find us on Facebook and join the conversation. Get ready to grow because we are kicking off the next episode in three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Dental Brief. Excited to be recording from my home. Very excited for our guest. I love it when I have people in this time zone. We'll talk about that in a little bit that visits that visits with us. Love it when we have doctors come on the show and share. It's great of them to spend their time investing in others. So let me go ahead and introduce our guest, Mr. Dr. Thomas Choi. Say hello to everyone. G'day, Patrick. Thanks for having me on. Hey, it's great to have you here, Dr. Choi. Why don't we just start right in? We're going to get to what you're doing now, but Tell me, how'd you get involved in dentistry? How'd you become a dentist? Yeah, so I'm based here in Sydney, Australia, and I've always been interested in healthcare. So straight out of high school, I went and studied pharmacy, and I felt it wasn't sort of hands-on enough. I wasn't really getting patient interaction as much as I would like, and I didn't feel I was having a sort of direct impact as I, as I would like. And so after pharmacy, I went on to study dentistry, I graduated from that. A few years out of graduating, I opened my first practice here in Sydney. And now I've gotten to a point where, sorry, a few years ago, I, I, I own a few practices in Sydney. I own five practices in Sydney. And so I was pretty well positioned to sort of see the struggles of a lot of my associates. I've got a few associates that work for me. And so seeing the struggles of associates, seeing what challenges they have, seeing what challenges our general you know, patients have and how we can perhaps better their patient health outcomes. And then that's how I got involved in AI. Because yep. at the end of the day, going forward, that that's, I think, something that's going to really help our, our patients and clinical work. Yeah, yeah. so that's so, where I am. And I work for Eyes of AI now. Yep. So AI has a lot of different meanings to a lot of different people. I think when most people hear that term, they think about robots with from the Terminator with machine guns which is pretty ridiculous to kind of think about when we have drones, why would we use robots for AI or, or for the, these types of machines? Tell me, what does AI look like in dentistry? And then we're going to talk about what is the problem that AI is going to solve for dust? Yeah. So I think AI is a whole wide ranging term used for a whole wide ranging series of things. And it, it's pretty sort of popular now with chat GPT and things like that coming along. In healthcare, it's very different though. ChatGPT, it can be right, it can be wrong. It's not particularly referenced for you. And so it's reliable perhaps, but you still should double check that. In healthcare, you want to know that anything you're presented with is really the ground truth and it is what it is. And so the AI around healthcare needs to be much more specific and much more accurate. Machine learning, what we focus on is computer vision and machine learning. So we do AI across all dental radiographs. Our flagship being the comb beam CT or the 3D radiographs, and we are a world leader in that field. And so AI works by basically extracting every bit of information from these radiographs that a human would be able to, but a computer is able to do that for you. And now there are different parts that got, there's a lot of things going on in the background that the end user doesn't see. Part of it is the machine learning, the, the machine looking at different characteristics and picking up on things, which... It learns from the way we teach it. And so what we call our ground truth or the data we use to train those AI models have to be particularly accurate. And part of it is just logic that we put into the pre and post processing. And so there are a few different things. One is a sort of logical and some is 
just computer learning vision. And they're the two bits that go into the product that you see at the end. And that product at the end, like I said, should be able to read all your radiographs for you without you having to put in too much input. Yeah, and that, that makes sense. How's this going to benefit? Because I, I think when I think when you talk about this with some dentist, and I think it just depends on kind of where they're at technology-wise, but there is a legitimate concern that this is actually going to harm them, right? I think I think maybe there's maybe there's a misunderstanding there, but I think it would be natural for someone to go, oh, wow, this is really going to hurt my practice. This is going to cost me more money. This is going to mean less insurance benefits. This is going to mean patients are only going to listen to machines and not listen to what I'm actually telling them. I know I just threw a lot of you, but address these for us. Address this for the audience. Yeah, How's absolutely. It? So, Thanks. Yeah, so there's a few concerns. So I'll, I'll address them as we go along. So firstly is the accuracy. How accurate is, is the output? How much can I trust what our AI is telling us? And so we use a lot of metrics to prove out that accuracy. But it, that accuracy comes down to, like I said, that training data or that ground truth we tell our AI models. And so we like to say pixel perfect. And so our accuracy is actually aiming to be better than a clinician because as a clinician, reading a cone beam CT, scrolling through all those 2D slices and trying to find that precise line of where things end and start is very difficult to do. But for a computer, because it's just looking at pixel densities and voxels, it's, it's very easily able to do that. In terms of other challenges clinicians face and where AI can help, for me, I have a lot of associates and I find a lot of clinicians have a lot of clinical stress. Did I do the right thing? Was, you know, sh the, if you looked through my group chats, the amount of pictures of radiographs that I get going, Hey guys, is this something? Do I need to refer it off? All that uncertainty. Sure. I believe AI comes along and is able to give you a really definitive answer pretty straight away and is able to provide you a, a, a nice second opinion in that field. In terms of other sort of things that it's able to help with. I find with associates, and, I, and I'd imagine a lot of your listeners find this, dentistry is a really isolating profession. Quite often, you're in a little room by yourself. You're the only dentist in that room. You, you might not speak to any colleagues. I don't know how it is over there in the States, but in Australia, most dental clinics are single-chair clinics, and you're working by yourself. Having a second opinion or someone to bounce an idea off will give you a sort of, this is what it is, and sure. reassuring you is, is a really good thing, and that's where AI will help as well. And finally, patient education you touched on. So if I showed a patient a 2D radiograph, it's very difficult for them to read. Our flagship on a cone beam CT, I find most dentists can't read it correctly or accurately, especially going through the 2D slices. And so being able to represent that in a 3D segmented model, which is what our product is able to do, and you're actually able to add and remove parts to that model into different sort of anatomical structures, allows you to visualize things and explain things to patients better. And at the end of the day, I think an educated patient is a better patient with better patient health outcomes. Sure. Makes sense to me. I, I know a lot of, I could easily go online and get into a Facebook group and argue with dentists and, and argue with them. And they would say, it's not going to happen. It's not coming, but it's, it's actually here now, right? This is yeah. actually being implemented. Practices are now using this insurance companies are starting to use this. So it's, it's actually here now. Let's talk a little bit more about the benefits, not just on the patient side, you know, and here in the mm -hmm. States and in, in other countries, obviously the, how finances work are, are different. However, how's this, what are the insurance companies going to do? Because I think there is a fear that insurance companies are going to use this to turn down cases. 
actually think it can be used that they have to accept cases. So what is that going to look like? Where do you see that going? Yeah. So for, from where we stand, our product is, is focusing mainly on clinical outcomes and in, improving patient health outcomes. The monetary side and the, in the commercial and the insurance side, it will help in that you're able to ensure the patient is getting correct treatment. That's essentially it at the end of the day, isn't it? Making sure the patient is getting treatment that they're supposed to get. So, for example, for if you're using AI to segment a cone being CT like ourselves, you're able to see, you're able to get automatic measurements perhaps for, say, an implant placement, and you're able to see whether that site is suitable for an implant placement. And if you do go through the insurance route, the insurance companies would perhaps be able to check whether that's patient, that treatment was suitable for that patient. Now, that would very much depend on the jurisdiction of and what countries and what data you want to share with your insurance company. But our focus at the moment is not to worry too much about that and focus much more on getting a product out there that really benefits clinicians and benefits patients. We believe that if you're benefiting clinicians and benefiting patients, that's where the biggest value will add. And insurance companies may use it to either quality assure dentist's work, making sure the work is done properly and well, or perhaps even, like I said, educate their patients to ensure that the treatment is taken on board correctly. Um, but we believe that underlying all that is making sure that the product and the AI is suitable for the clinician and the patient. And if you're able to get automated sort of detection of pathologies and automated measurements for implant placements or automated measurements for root canals and able to find the, the canals and exactly how long the canals are and where the sort of access canals are to the, to the half a millimeter or a quarter of a millimeter, what it is automatically, we believe it saves a lot of time and, and, and improves patient health outcomes and you'll get better patient treatments, which is at the end of the day, what you're trying to do. So it's going to make dentistry just so much more efficient. I mean, that's the, at the end of the day, that's what's going to happen here. Efficient and a lot <laughs> less stressful. So I don't do root canals anymore, to be very honest. Yeah. I gave up on molar root canals a long time ago. I found finding the canals and making sure I get down to length for all my root canals, very difficult and time consuming and extremely stressful because uh, you're working blind. And if you're able to get with a click of a button telling you exactly how many canals they are, exactly where in the tooth to find them, exactly how long the canals are, it should almost become the standard of practice. Because if you're making it as a mistake and you don't have that stuff there, that is information that's possible for you, then you're not really using best practice, are you? So you should keep up to date. And that's, that's what we aim to do. Sure. And there's no substitute for pain as far as case acceptance is concerned. But I, I think, you know, cameras have been fantastic. I think a doctor's recommendation along with camera, along with AI, I think is just going to really push case acceptance through the roof. And I think it's also going to build a lot of trust right back into dentistry that is that is missing. I think there's a lot of people that do not trust their dentist, no matter how long they've seen them. So I think that's going to help too. So Dr. Choi, if people want to learn more about eyesofai.com, obviously they can visit the site. What else can they do learn? How can they reach out? How can they, how can a dentist here in the States or in Australia or wherever in the, on this planet they may be, how can they make sure that they're staying out in front or at least parallel with this technology and these advances to protect their, their futures? Yeah. So just, I guess, as with any new technology, keeping up to date, your CPD courses, your magazines, yeah, all your social media, you can check you can add, you can request to be added to our newsletter list as well if you want sort of up to date information. 
Uh, in terms of where to get information on any up-to-date, any new technology or anything in dentistry going forward, I always recommend to people that you look at the person, person's intentions as to why they're doing that, what they're doing. And there's, you'll find in this industry, all the people at the forefront, they genuinely want the best technology. And you'll find that comes from multiple number of sources. So definitely podcasts like this is great. News articles, research papers, things like that is people which people should really be focusing and keeping attention on. Yep. Dr. Choi, before we go, is there anything else you want our audience to know about AI and your product? No, except that it's very exciting. Yeah. I even, even I've been a dentist for 12 years. And when I started, I was developing films in a little dark room and that's sure. gone to digital and soon it's going to go into the cloud and AI is going to be very, very standard practice across 2D and 3D radiographs. So Exciting times, but definitely keep up with the tech. Yep. Awesome. One more time, listeners, the website is eyesofai.com. Eyesofai.com. We'll put it on our on our social media, on our website as well. Dr. Choi, thanks so much for being here. We, we appreciate your time. Thanks for sharing. No worries. Have a nice day, guys.